Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. I'm always looking for your affirmation when I do the intro properly. Hey, hey, hey. I love it. Yeah, it just gets growing on me. Like, I need to hear that now. And so... We're just going to get you to the intros every time, I think, hey? Yeah, I like yeah. it. I don't even know what I say. I don't even remember. I don't have a tagline yet. So you got it. Let's run with it. I don't know. You like, you <laughs> like to ask people to break it down. That's the one oh, thing. Oh, I like, know. Oh, man. Editing's a lovely thing, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take about seven of those out every podcast. <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. Let's break it. It always reminds me of like hip-hop dancing. Let's break it down. I'm yeah, like, let's break it down. What was in Braden's past? <laughs> I don't know. That's a podcast we should do, hey? Let's, let's explore this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. This is going to be good. We got David on with us. He's one of our group leaders uh, in Pure Freedom, and I've just loved getting to know David, and he's... um. Uh, man, he's he's such a genuine person, loves the Lord. He's experienced transformation, but so many people have also been impacted through David and they love David. And so uh, I'm excited to just chat uh, with you, David, about what uh, what the Lord has done in your life through pure freedom and your experience. And, uh, and so we're just so grateful for you to be here today with us. It's great to be here. Well, <laughs> oh, that, that's good to hear, David. Uh, he's been laughing with us before this, and we, I just so appreciate David getting to know you a little bit here. But um, it's great having you on because you know we've had 
authors, speakers, people putting out books and doing all this stuff. But often it's the people that are just in everyday life that were impacted by their story. And so I appreciate you taking the time to do this with us today. I know that sharing your story in a format like this sometimes can be a little daunting and, you know, you might have a little bit of mixed feeling about it, but really appreciate you doing this because I really trust that God uses your story and is going to use your story through this. So thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of intimidating in the aspect of, you know, people that um, do write books and, and uh, have their own podcasts and all that that you guys have had on here. But um, I do recognize that, you know, my story is is me and that that's important to God. And in that, that it, there is a part that we can all relate to in everybody's story that we got to listen to God. And that's the crunch of my life is listening for him. And I remember, I remember, I don't know when, maybe a year ago or so, the first time that I had you do a teaching. And, and when we were talking about that, maybe it was a couple months before you actually did it, where you said to me, like, I don't know what's significant in my story, or I don't know how my story would impact people. And, and I had to say to you, like, David, you've got a story. Everybody has a story. And so I would love for you to just share on that where there's a little bit of apprehension or like, do I even have a story? What's God done to me? What have you found over the past however long in the importance of sharing your story and, and the, the freedom that that's maybe given you or the, the ability that you've had to impact other people with your story? Well, I think the hesitancy of sharing my story is probably something that most, if not everyone, can relate to. And what we have to, what I had to recognize is that it doesn't seem like much to me because it's just what I live with. Um, you know, what I, what I see in the mirror every day and that's me, you know, or, you know, you set the table, you use the same set of dishes uh, and cutlery every day. It's the same stuff. It's, it's our own stuff is that God wants to use our stuff. And uh, he's the donkey to take Mary. Like he, he just uses everything, everyday stuff to get his job done. And it's important to, to be obedient. Hesitancy about my story was not even realizing I had a story. Um, it's just trusting God and what he was asking me to do. And how I got prompted by the Holy Spirit was I got an email from Promise Keepers. And I had been a prom part of Promise Keepers for a number of years, um, like, I don't know, 15 years or, or more. I hadn't had an email from them in, in, in a fair amount of time, and I was totally surprised to get one in the fact that it, this wasn't a regular occurrence. And I believe that the heading on the email from Promise Keepers was that they were having two meetings coming up online. This was just near, right near the beginning of COVID, and they were uh, wanting to have people sign up for it. And uh, one topic was on, I believe, fatherhood or something. The other one was on pornography, and I did not want to uh, admit to anyone outside of myself that I'd even looked at it. And the Holy Spirit said, um, I want you to sign up. And it was a, it was a like quick turnaround. Like I think it was like they sent the email one day, and it was going to start two days later. And I told the Holy Spirit, okay, I would. Then I went into it, and lo and behold, they wanted my name and address. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do that. And so then I, I, I just said, I'll do it later. Knowing I, the Lord had told me, I'll do it later. And that night came and I had, I don't know, it was after 10 o'clock anyways, here in my time zone. And 
Promise Keepers had offices two time zones ahead of me. When I realized it was after, you know, they'd have closed, their, their office would have been done at midnight because the deadline was to do it that day. It was like, oh no, well, I'm doing my valiant thing. I am going to apply because God told me I had to. And so I just did it. And I didn't hear anything back. I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to go. <laughs> I missed the deadline. But I didn't plan to miss the deadline, but that's just how it turned out. And then the next afternoon, I get this email from Promise Keepers and giving me the Zoom link. I'm like, oh, no, I do have to go. But I was scared spitless. Literally, I couldn't even spit. I was scared. But I went in uh, to the meeting and met some, uh, some other folks that were there. But also Matt was there. My first time to ever connect and, and even hear about Matt Klein as an individual, as a person. And I, at the end of the meeting, the leader of the meeting said, hey, Matt, would you like to share on what you're doing right now? What's what's happening? Would you like to share with the guys? And and, and uh, very honorable um, request of Matt. And Matt was very honorable in, in how he presented and talked about the 14-day off-the-root-out challenge that he was doing with the uh, Restored Ministry of Pure Freedom. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, I, I want you to go look at his site. I'm like, okay, I'll go look at his site. Then the Holy Spirit is prompting me to sign up for this program, which I believe was two days in at that point, maybe three days in. Yeah. And I was like, I just said yes to you to be yesterday. And now I'm going to say yes again. Like, come on here. Like, and, but it was the aspect of just trusting him and apprehensive. Yes. And, 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 and all of that. I went into the the 14 day challenge and I was hesitant to, to be involved in there. I was not wanting to be honest with God is, is the bottom line. I, I remember this but time, I remember coming into this group and I was, I was, what was I? I would have been early thirties and every one of these guys in this promise keepers group was, I think fifties to late sixties. And and I was like, oh man, this is, uh, this is not what I was expecting that I was like half the age of everybody. <laughs> and so I was, but I remember seeing you, David, and I remember the rest of the guys and just seeing that these were men older, but had the humility to want to learn. And it didn't matter the age and it didn't matter what they had been through, but they wanted to learn. And some guys like you more than others, but, but they wanted to learn. And so I so respected you and all of the rest that wanted to join different people had different depths of, of brokenness, sexual brokenness in their, in their lives. But each of you wanted to learn. And each of those four weeks with promise keepers, each person kept coming back. And so I really loved the hunger and the eagerness that all of you showed. But then, like you say, I think about half of you guys joined the, the 14 day challenge that we were doing on Facebook in that time. And so you were hesitant to join a small group on zoom with like six guys, seven guys or whatever there was. And within a day, now you're asked by the Lord to go into this Facebook group with like 300 guys. And, <laughs> and I remember getting this message from you where you were so terrified. Will people see my name? Will people see my face? And you were apprehensive. And so maybe speak to that because a lot of people can relate to that apprehension. And like, I don't want to even put my address into a application form on a website that goes to a receptionist on the other side of the country. Like that's too much for me. And all of a sudden, two days later, I'm on Facebook with hundreds of guys speak to that process and what uh, the fear was, but then what the breakthrough was too, once you did that. Yeah. I, 
I definitely was apprehensive and I think I would capitalize all those letters. Um, it was bringing what was going on in my life into integrity and honesty to admit what was going on. And it was an escape, yes, but sometimes we can look at our escape as almost being justified. The cheesecake was really good and I'll have another slice. Um, we can justify why we do what we do, or I'm late for work, so I'll just go a little bit speeder up, you know, go a bit faster here on the hand day. I, there's not as many police in this area, so I'll go faster. Whatever our excuse is or our justification. And uh, I was hesitant and I almost missed the opportunity to be healed, really, because I was hesitant and didn't want to step into the light. I didn't want to step into truth. Wow. David, I wanted to just jump on that quick because maybe you're going to allude to this here, but we had a guy on a few weeks ago and he, Mike Novotny, and he talked about there's blessing on the other side of awkward. Touch on this because I think a lot of times the apprehension, the hesitancy that we feel, especially when we're battling things like pornography and masturbation, stop us in our tracks because we don't want to go any further. I'll go here, but not any further. Talk about what you've experienced on the other side of apprehension and why it's important at least in your life and maybe to others to push through and not give in to that. I actually appreciate going there now because that's a whole lot better than where I, where I was until that point. And even in thinking about, you know, coming on today, there was a, an apprehension of like, what stepping am I doing? What am I, you know, what, what is it that, that I am to open up my heart for the Lord to use? Because he wants to use everything, but it only, he only uses the stuff we give him. Remember as a kid, you know, making mud pies and really proud of these things that were drying in the sun. And yet when you go to pick them up, it all crumble. Even if we give him our crumbles, he wants them. And my life was crumbled in, in, a, in a few different ways, but it was crumbled. The parts now that I walked into of going past the apprehension is finding out that God's not mad at me, that he really does love me even even with all the crumbly parts and he doesn't focus on the cracks and the brokenness he focuses on the parts that i could say can heal and the whisper is everything can heal i'm a testament that you know god can heal everything that's broken and i realize that's a big statement but i really know it's true for me and i only know that's true for me because i trust him again I'm trusting people. I could use the word again, and I think that's a fair thing to say. I've come into a place of expecting God to speak and hearing him nudge and encourage. And the real cool part, he's doing it with me. I found out that no matter how broken you are, is that God not only wants to use you, but can use you. And so in what I'm, where my life is walking now, it's in purpose. It's in integrity. Once again, it's in honor. It doesn't mean everything's like rose petals and you know rainbows, but it does mean that I'm walking with him and trusting him to have things that are damaged to be healed. And that's physically as well as emotionally um, and psychologically. I'm, I am far healthier person since walking past apprehension, mm. since walking through that door. Amazing. Amazing. I love that you just said that you've got purpose. And I remember 
the first one-on-one phone call that we ever had together where I was asking you just different questions about your life. And I, I just sensed the Lord about probably 45 minutes into the hour of phone call, say the word purpose in my mind. And so I said, do you feel like you had purpose? And you felt like that was lacking. And now it's so different. It's so different in your life where there's, there's so much purpose, but, the, but to be honest, there was even purpose. Cause I remember at that time you were like, oh my gosh, like there actually is purpose. The Lord is opening my eyes to right now how I've been impacting people and it's increased since then, but you were, you were missing it. And so there was that part of your heart where you were, there was purpose in your life and there was that fruit from your life, but you weren't seeing it. And so your heart was going, I don't feel like I have purpose, even though the Lord was able to use you to some degree. But what was getting in the way, part of it was this shame that you had around masturbation and the justifications that you had. And so some people don't struggle with outright erotic pornography watching it, but it's just a, a, a hidden secret sin and masturbation. And a lot of people talk more about porn than they do masturbation and same for us. But this is something that a lot of people struggle with because even believers don't have a solid understanding of even God's view on it or scripturally. You, you know what God thinks about it and so we can justify it fairly easily you were doing that and so can you speak to that breakthrough that you had in terms of masturbation what you learned about it and then what that has opened up in your life interesting you know word justification because that's what we do it's what I did as well justified my story was that a number of years before my wife um, um, even got sick and, and, and passed away from cancer. I was at a men's meeting at my church. And at that uh, meeting, there was a, another man who um, had shared, uh, his wife had passed from cancer. He had, you know, gotten remarried later on. And he was just sharing me in that, in that time that he knew it was a controversial subject, but he just wanted to, he was just saying, it's like, that's what, you know, he used masturbation after his wife had passed away from cancer until I don't know if the word was that until he got remarried again, but you know, anyways, it was, it was something. And I, I just, just was in my memory bank of just information that a person, you know, collects. And uh, after my wife did pass of cancer, then I thought that that was an okay thing. It was a lie to justify. And when a person allows themselves to do something one time with justification, then it's far easier the next time to repeat the process, whether it's speeding or whether it's skipping church or whether it's, you know, any number of things, taking the dog for a walk, go into the gym for your workout, like whatever it is that we can justify once, it's really easy to justify it again, or it's easier. And then it gets to a point where it's quite easy to justify. And so I was in the 14 day challenge. Um, I think it was my first or second day into the program. This is like less than a week after God told me to, you know, admit that I had a pornography problem. And oh, I forgot to mention, it's like when I read that email, it's like the Holy Spirit said to me, that's you. And I'm like, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> and he said, don't put that email away until you deal with it. I was in two or three days into the uh, off through top challenge and um, uh, one individual that, that was on speaking. And those were great because they brought in speakers from all over the world and spoke to specific topics in regards to pornography. There was an individual who used to be a porn star. There were men that had international ministries, thousands of people 
participating in their programs over the years. And those individuals came and spoke to us. But one specifically spoke on oneness with God and that honoring him with our body was honoring God. And it really spoke to me. And in that very moment, I was absolutely just stopped by the Lord. There was nothing that I justify my thoughts, and certainly my actions, but thoughts. There was nothing that justified dishonoring my oneness with him. And from that day forward, I knew that that was not going to be a part of my life anymore. And the biggest part was the justifying part. That was the biggest part that was no longer, it did not hold water. It was full of holes. And I had to honor the Lord with my actions, certainly. But it's that submitting our will to him. I want a bigger piece of pie. I want to be able to speed if I want to. Is is allowing that, you know, being humble, humility. I'm not in charge of anything on my life. God's the only one that's in charge. And whatever I want to take for myself, I have for myself. But whatever I give to him, I share with him. And I'm, I'm so much more blessed and fulfilled because I'm sharing my life with him, not hiding a piece of it in the corner. Yeah, that's well said, David. You're, you're living in the light. And I, I think that hearing a little bit of your journey through this, I pick up on the importance of what you went through as far as working through that apprehension, but then entering into what God had for you. And part of that was a community that you were able to learn through with and learn from. And then add to as well what you are doing. And often that's counterintuitive to us, I think, because we feel like when we have something that we feel is shameful or we have guilt around it, our first instinct is to go in their backyard and bury it in the backyard and hope that nobody discovers it. And here you are in the light. So it is a counterintuitive thing to us, at least in our flesh but God asks us to do things differently (laughs) and he did you as well. But why has this being a part of this group been so important to you being part of the pure freedom journey? Why has that uh, impacted you the way it has? My response to that would be is because of what I'm seeing in others, what I'm seeing God doing in other people's lives. Uh, That's the part that's impacting me. Yeah. I'm growing in the Lord. I've come through a lot of trauma that I buried and those are all good things the Lord is bringing me through in my personal life. But the, I would say the part that's impacting me um, the most is seeing the freedom that other individuals are walking in, able to walk in, very tentatively starting out in walking. And they're finding out through those, you know, feeble steps, if you want to say at the beginning, is now they're starting, and some of them are starting to run in their journey. And they're also impacting other guys' lives and other people's lives. And a real cool part of Pure Freedom Journey is it is there is a lady's side as well as a as a guy's side. And with walking in the ministry is seeing that lives are impacted. It's not just a dirty little secret in guys' sheds in their back uh, yards or in their shops. It's blatant. It's everywhere. Is that walking with um, the men we're also walking with the ladies and yes, it's respectfully men with men and and ladies with ladies. But you know, a lot of the men inside pure freedom journey are married men. Uh, I'm not presently a married man, but I certainly 
understand a lot of the things that, you know, married men encounter because I was once a married man. And I'm thankful to the Lord that I have those experiences um, for my own life. But having experienced them, I'm able to relate to the men that are living them. But we also get impacted. Uh, they also you know, impact my life with their wives' um, stories and the things that their homes are, are encountering. Um, there's different, different aspects of, of sexual sin and recognizing that God doesn't look down on any of us uh, or in anyone. He looks at our hearts. And when we make an error, we make a mistake. God's heart is, hey, we got this, but why can you do that? It's because he paid for it. And I really like one of the things that I've heard recently, Inside Pure Freedom, but is like, give God what he paid for. And that's really resounding throughout my life the last few weeks since I heard it. It's like, God's done something for us with letting his son Jesus die on the cross for our sin. He also died for our shame. And somehow in in our lives, particularly if you've um, been in church for any length of time in your life, we think that shame is something we wear as a badge underneath our Sunday best. That shame is something that we, you know, it's like an Under Armour garment. It's like we got it right there. And, yeah. and Christ came to pay for that. And we got to let him have that shame. He paid for it. Let him have it. And um, that's a powerful part of my journey this last while. But um, exciting, exciting to watch what other men are encountering inside Pure Freedom Journey. I'll just share this one story real quick. Is a man who shared with me uh, a little while ago. And it caught me off guard at first. I didn't know what he meant. But it's what he said to me, he says, his wife is married to a new man. As I said, I didn't know what he meant. And he said, then he followed it up after I caught my throat. He's like, what? Is that she is saying that she has, an, uh, she's married to a new man. The guy, she doesn't even, you know, doesn't know what. He is totally changed. The husband is totally changed in his attitude towards her. Wow. Um, and she's just fallen in love with, with him and is able to respect him again. She couldn't. She didn't have reason to for wow. a while, but now she does. And uh, he's got two younger children, and they're so young, they didn't recognize, if you want to say, what was going on, but they certainly were affected by the anger, shame, frustration, all those things that were inside the home, inside the air. They now come to him when he comes home from work at the door. They want to hug him. They want to love on him. They want to love on their dad. And he's never experienced that before. He didn't even know that was something that could happen. And now he's experiencing it. Those are the kind of things that are exciting in the, the journey that I'm with, with, with a number of men. Um, and we get to impact, like we're having connection with men all over the world. And it's not a, it's not, something that goes, Oh, you know, put a pin on a mat and go, okay, been there. Or that's, I had ice cream there or whatever. No, it's about being able, those individuals honoring the Lord and listening to him and connecting with us from Brazil and England and Taiwan and, you know, other countries, certainly, you know, all over the U S they're reaching out for hope and who they're finding is Jesus Christ. That's why they're excited. That's why I'm excited. That's what gives me, encouragement each day um, to connect and be a part of people's lives 
is because I get to help them find Christ today mm. in some measure, in some way. How powerful, how beautiful, like making me emotional just <laughs> hearing it. One thing I love, David, is is that you don't talk about me. And and you always tell new people or new leaders, you're like, this is not about Matt. And uh, the story that you just told, I've never heard that in different testimonies that you and others have heard. I don't know who it is. I love that we have a team and that there's a bunch of us and that it's not about one person. And even the groups that I lead, the guys don't talk about, hey, Matt, when you said this in the lesson, they go, hey, when the lesson said this, <laughs> because it's not about me, it's about Jesus. And what you just said is they find Jesus in pure freedom. And uh, and so I just so appreciate how you communicated that and the transformation that you've experienced, but also just the community and the impact of other people. How fun is it to live a life where you're literally in the midst of seeing people transformed and you're talking with them each week and you're celebrating victories together in your own life and with other people. It is just such a cool journey and one that I'm really thankful that you're on uh, with me and, and the impact that you've been having is amazing, but I know that it's what the Lord has done. And I think back at how amazing that in less than two years now, I mean, it, we could we could have a year ago said less than a year from that time where you didn't even want to put your address in online and meet with six guys. And now there's all these people being impacted through you, not just you being impacted. The transformation that God can do through someone's life because we like Brad and saying, go for the blessing on the other side of awkward uh, is just amazing and so much more or than we can imagine because God's doing it. So uh, pretty cool to see your journey. And thanks so much for sharing your story and, and your experience with Pure Freedom today, even though there was a bit of a- apprehension. But thank you so much for for sharing. And I say that because so many people are apprehensive and, and it's a relatable thing. So really appreciate your time. A blessing to share. Thanks, David. And uh, for anybody out there listening, I hope that you picked up on something here and that uh, God wants to work in all of us. And David's life is a testament to that and how not only as he has been moving forward in this, he's been receiving transformation and healing, but not only that, he's able to use his story, turn around and help others. And uh, that could be your story as well too. So blessings on all of you out there. Thanks everybody. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.